We're recording. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's Shelly with Reads and Weeds. We're doing episode 50-something, and uh, it's 2020, October. We're in my apartment. It's kind of a magical thing because sort of the world is batshit crazy, right? <laughs> sort of. It's election season. Everybody hates each other. Some people are terrified about a virus. But my life, I work at a farm and I grow weed all day. <laughs> and I work outside and I hardly ever wear a mask and I'm usually high and working really physically hard and <laughs> cooking vegetarian food and getting eight hours of sleep. And I tell you, it's just been grand for me. <laughs> so now that everybody's on my side, um, this is the podcast where we smoke weed and read books. And uh, it's a wonderful thing. Right here in my apartment right now is um, is a little crew that has never been assembled in my apartment before, and I feel super lucky. Um, Mr. Mike Bobbitt. Hey. Hi. Yay, Thanks for coming Shelley. over. And uh, he um, has done so much. He's, I've known uh, him through stand-up for probably over 15 years, I yeah. would imagine. I've opened for you at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, and he's performed at Ohm of Medicine, where I did a show for about nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I feel like through our mutual friend, Angie, yes. you are part of my life yes. weekly. Yes, I know. So Angie I'm is, always is, like, uh, how's Marty? How's Shelly? <laughs> yes, yes. And it's great because my good friend, Angie, who works with me at the farm, also is his nanny to his precious son, Benji. So it's so good for him to be back. We actually just did an episode of Truthcast, which is there. Um, he and Alex started Truthcast and most of it. Go ahead, take what, a stab at that last name. Truthcast? No, Alex's last name. Baznovic? Oh, that, right. got, that's yeah, yeah, that was good. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wrote it down after <laughs> I, I did a phonetic made the N O bigger. <laughs> this isn't my first MC job, dude. I know. <laughs> You're a pro. I just gotta, no one ever says it right, and then Alex for some reason never corrects anyone. Right. It's not important. Then it's okay. It's okay. I care though. Yeah. So that's probably the biggest difference is my, <laughs> my caring. So. And because I care so much, like I will listen to shows that Alex has been a guest on because I like to be a good comedy wife. Mm-hmm. And and he doesn't. It do you not drives me up the wall because people will constantly say, confidently, Bazanovich. Bazanovich, and I'm like, Alex, fucking say well, something. Well, I mean, that's not technically wrong, though. Yeah, I was going to say Bazinovic. <laughs> I was going to put it on the wrong syllable. That's what I was going to do. But then I clarified it, and now we're all into this big discussion yeah. <laughs> about it. it I could have just gracefully got it. It is Smith. It is okay. Smith. That's my last name. So um, Alex books the Independent Comedy Club in Hamtramck, and that is awesome. And both <laughs> Alex and Mike have done... 51st Jokes, which Jonathan O'Donnell, my other guest, started 15 Yay! years ago in New York. Yay. Hey, guys, Woo! isn't it the worst to be like introduced last on a podcast with long intros because you can't talk until you're introduced? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Like, and I was going to give you a great introduction if you would just shut up for a uh, second. Yeah, so many <laughs> <people>. <laughs> oh, Johnny. Oh, Johnny. So um, Jonathan O'Donnell and I have been friends for over 15 years. He was a... Um, of sophomore or something we met at the heidelberg and then at ann arbor comedy showcase and became friends immediately and have been through so many 
things together. I mean, a lot so of positive, many, a lot of positive. And every year or two, he comes to Ann Arbor, and I set up a few shows, and they're always weird and wacky. But this year, he's like, "Hey, it's about time for me to come back and visit." And I'm like, "Okay, but." Um, it's harvest season, buddy. And if you come to visit, not only will I set up some shows, but you're going to work hard labor at a farm every day in questionable weather. And he was like, okay, I'm up for it. I've been living in a hellscape and I'm over it. And um, so I said, let's do something. Let's do something on reeds and weeds that you, you know, something that you suggest. And he goes, well, it just so happens that I put together a giant tutorial <laughs> that no one asked me to. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's like a huge 400 level, like uh, college assignment for a class <laughs> that no one asked John to do. It's a syllabus. It's and a course. Yeah. share it with the world. Yeah, so, I got, I so got John, to... when, when Johnny O is not, um, doing 50 first jokes or touring the country doing comedy. He was uh, five years on the show, Redacted Tonight, as a reporter. It's a satirical news show, uh, Redacted Tonight with Lee Camp. So you can check him out there. He did an hour-long comedy special last year produced by the drummer of Fugazi. Is that right? The director, yeah. Yeah, he was the director he of Brendan Canty from Fugazi. Yep. At the DC and Improv. Yes, the DC Improv, and that was the main depressive chocolate fountain operator. You can find that on YouTube. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, he has a wonderful podcast about mental health called uh, Take Your Pill, Psychopath, and another one called The Crazy Pill. And they're both very well done, and he's been working very hard on them. But this week, we have been... Uh, Harvesting giant cannabis plants it's so together. Fun. It is it's beautiful. But it's We've fun. been working our physical asses off. Plus, guess who loves talking about conspiracy theory? Stoners. <laughs> <laughs> and so John has a rapt audience. We've already had a super groovy show this week at uh, our friend's apartment. And um, now we are getting ready to get down to talking about the the tutorial. So it's, John, yes. I'm gonna let you introduce the how to break your corporate propaganda echo chamber rusty cajun run that's the title of the tutorial everyone <laughs> i know how you love catchy headlines and that's <laughs> what we're working with here so jonathan so we're not doing you know this isn't just we're reading a book we're reading the collection of tell us tell us what drove you to organize this collection what are we reading here today what are we looking at john i absolutely will but i think at one point alex was going to say something that was going to be complimentary towards me and i want okay. to <laughs> <I wanna laughs> hear that please. and then we can i can't do. believe i had the nerve to please please compliment john give me that give me my cookie please. oh no i was just i was gonna say this is it's a very uh comprehensive uh, uh tutorial <laughs> And when I clicked the link and saw all of the material, I was like, <laughs> I need to block off some time. Yeah. I called him. He called me like two days later and he goes, did you look at it? I was like, hey, man, that's like three hours. <laughs> you know, I got a lot of Shit's Creek to watch. And there's napping, you know, and this is a lot of dark stuff for three hours. He's like, some of them are my comedy videos. I'm like, I know. But um P.S. I think that I'm was from a different thing I sent you. No, I think <laughs> the nice thing about this so though many. is since I opened it uh, because I subscribed to Me Undies a couple months ago, <laughs> so I kept getting ads for underwear. So it was just like close up of dude schlong after dude schlong, um, like even playing Scrabble oh, no. with my mom. 
it was just like yeah i think that was the link that i sent you (laughs) (laughs) but since opening this i am no longer getting underwear ads oh good yeah Yeah. they're like people who read this don't wear underwear (laughs) but everybody knows that it this is the electric lawnmower of tutorials no (laughs) this is the reverse electric lawnmower of tutorials well that's gonna make sense to nobody because that was like you know (laughs) off air off air (laughs) pre-podcast sure and you know what that is right on brand my coworker coworker thinks i'm gay because i have an electric lawnmower (laughs) see everybody's all caught up now and our audience is smarter than we know i mean i i do have an electric lawnmower though so i want an electric lawnmower so i am also a gay man (laughs) so i'm out of the closet okay so listen we have so much to cover class yeah and so little time you have been living how many credits am i gonna get for this (laughs) by the way if you're going it's a four credit it's a four (laughs) credit class not one of these three credit whether this is a four credit class look you guys you're right. I created a tutorial <laughs> that nobody asked me to create, and I sent it to 2,500 people in an email list, okay? Yes. That's just what happened, because this is what it is, okay? I was getting very frustrated with all of my friends, and they're still happening, getting tooled around by the, the news cycle, getting spun out, getting emotionally dysregulated, being fucking lied to, being played, and a lot of people in our circles, they're what I like to call alpha sheep, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah. they're not just I like, bah, bah, so going much. along. Yeah, yeah. They're like, bah, hey, what the fuck are you doing? You need to be scared like me, bah. Like, they're alpha sheep. A lot of them have blue checks next to their names on Twitter, and it's fucking problematic. Uh, so this is my hope. The fact that I got paid for half a decade to pay attention to all of this nonsense, like to take so many deep dives down all these rabbit holes, and over time, sort of see the patterns emerge and cover these stories, I basically was like, what would be a way that I could, as efficiently as possible, sort of lay out, like, a, I guess, a, I don't know, yeah, a tutorial. Mm-hmm. It's, so pre- it's so pretentious to, like, <laughs> I'm a comedian writing tutorials for fans and friends on an email list that have not asked for it. Okay, yeah, Perfect. that's normal. And it's called How to Break Your Corporate Propaganda Echo Chamber Rusty Cage and Run. I'm like, everyone will get the out the Soundgarden reference. <laughs> we all really like grunge like me, right? Oh, my God. And that's my era, and I just got this. <laughs> And fuck, you are my target demographic. No Literally, the no. first line is from it is a Chris Cornell quote, and I did not get <laughs> the I never lyrics. Got it. Also, oh. also, it's not a real. Read the quote. I know. I read know. it though. Yes, I know. <laughs> no, but read it. Universal deceit. Wait, start over. I was talking. Shelly was laughing. In a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. The ghost of Chris Cornell. <laughs> he yes. didn't say that. I know. I That's know. an Orwell quote attributed to they don't know for a fact 100%. But that is what I think is going on. In a time of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. So that's enough, you know? Uh, that's And that brings us into the background and context of the tutorial, yes. which is before we can understand how the propaganda... Uh, you know, the corporate propaganda media system works and how we can not only escape it, but how we can push back. We first have to actually understand what our our government is, uh, Mike. And so what type of, according to Sheldon Wallen, the political scientist, what form of government are we actually in? 
I just want to derail you first. <laughs> part I also of the would machine like to derail you. And let you know that I was more of a Pearl Jam fan than a Sound <laughs> Garden fan. Okay, okay. I just don't want you to think I was a poser. Wow. No, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. Okay. Fair. I, just I get. Oh. Say, oh, hold on a second. I just want to say for the listeners right now, um, if you haven't taken, you know, a hundred level JFOD course or a two hundred <laughs> level, and you're just jumping in at this four hundred level, you're welcome, right? <laughs> you're there's plenty of ways to catch up, and you might not understand it all, but it'll be really entertaining. I so was just, just auditing the class. I thought I was going to get to start with JFOD one hundred one, like. No, yeah, everyone's dudes. welcome. Everyone's well, now, welcome. Now, do I have to say how I did get an email from? Yes, I do. Okay, so I got an email. It. From this woman, Haley, this college student, you know, because I talk about my mental health a lot on stage. I talk about my bipolar one disorder. So I talk about mental illness. I'm really vulnerable about that. And because of that, I got just fans up the ass. You know what I mean? Like, I got fans in my ass, like, right now, you know? And so this this is real. This woman, Haley, she emailed me. This is real. She goes, hi, John. I stumbled upon your work through my abnormal psych class. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Crushing it. And now I basically want to give my professor a giant hug because I'm so happy he inadvertently helped me find my favorite comedian. That's you, Wink. Boom. Like, yeah, oh, there's... Oh, that's awesome. It right? is, but also my stand-up is being used as a pathological case study yeah. in an abnormal psych class right? at a college. You know what I mean? So anyway, that, and it turns out it was psych 405. 405. So that's pretty cool. Upperclassman type shit. Yeah, yeah my mental health issues cannot be disrespected <laughs> Where by being she? taught in no fucking prerequisite 101. No friend way, of Where is uh, she at? Old Dominion University in okay. Virginia. But anyway, back to politics. So yeah, so I do a lot of stuff about <laughs> mental health issues and I talk about politics. Basically, what's nice for all you guys listening, if you want a little secret, you could say whatever you want about politics as long as you just exploit your own mental illness as like a precursor, <laughs> as a pretense to talk about it. You can be like, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm crazy. You know, so that's been helpful. Can I ask okay. you a, a real question though? Do you ever yeah. worry that that makes people dismiss what you have to say? No, because I think the fact that I present my uh, bipolar one disorder and everything I've been through so honestly and in such a funny way, mm-hmm. uh, and because what I say is makes sense. No, I don't. Okay. I think that I think, and I think that people intuitively understand. It's like we're all fucking crazy. If you're not fucking crazy, what what are you, what are you doing? You know, like <laughs> what, what? Like how are you not? How can you not be crazy or eccentric or something relative to? just the world and life and society you know yeah. what i mean yeah um i just honestly mike i just i just don't care you know yeah. and i think not caring uh helps <laughs> yeah yeah and i think most people can i mean there's a lot of bullshit in being marketed towards people and i think you can tell what's true you you actually really can tell what's true and when someone's being as true and vulnerable as possible you're drawn to it it feels better. There's a better thing to it, yeah. even if it's a little painful or whatever, I think. But, um, yeah. Y- yeah, so, I uh, think you're right. Yeah. So you know? I, one thing that I will do is, though, try to keep us on track because I know about this tutorial. <laughs> so yes. tell us, like, you were motivated because you were angry about watching people just be fed all this bullshit and you felt the need to sort of educate people on, because your background as a reporter on Redacted Tonight is you really took a deep dive into all this and so you know more than you even really would care to. 
Yeah, well, right. I I like to know it all. You know, I'm, I'm sure, a collector. Sure. Um, but just to say real quick, the quote at the end of this newsletter, if you guys of this tutorial, if you guys got there, you'd know completely resonates with what Shelley just said. Quote: I am a firm believer in the people. If given the truth, they can be depended upon to meet any national crisis. The great point is to bring them the real facts. That's an Abraham Lincoln quote. Um, and I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I disagree with comparing Eddie Vedder's voice to Chris Cornell's voice. Mike, come on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Soundgarden is awesome. Some of those guitarists, I do love that album 10 unequivocally. But I mean, and, and Temple of Temple of the Dog, that super yeah. is pretty cool, right? Yeah. But like who voice, voice alone, Eddie Vedder, Chris Cornell, don't even. Chris Cornell is definitely a more proficient singer. There yes. you go. Moving on, moving on. Good, <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so what type of government do we live in, Michael? Uh, totalitarian. Uh, uh, what is that, Alex? I raised my hand. I just want everybody to, to know that. Okay. You know uh, what podcast listeners love? Visual references. Well, yeah. Thank that's you. Why that's why, well, that's why I said it. Thank uh, you. Oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm painting the picture with my words. Alex? Yes, you uh, are. So, okay, so <laughs> basically, are. I say back, okay, for all you listeners at home, basically, here's what it is. The other the other part of the reason Alex that- Alex doesn't get to answer? <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like yelled at him. <laughs> I raised my hand and everything. No, <laughs> I want Alex to you. I'm called on you. Go. Yes, sir. It, it's an inverted totalitarian. State. Very good. And okay. in a second, I'm going to ask you to give your understanding of of what that means. But first, what I want to say is, if I'm going to be honest, I didn't just do this because I was like, oh, I want to help all my friends who were spun out. I also did it because I felt so powerless to be able to push back against the avalanche of bullshit in real time mm -hmm. to even be able to break through to people, even people that I have you know, pretty close relationships with that I was just like, I need to write this out of myself. Like I need mm. to just yeah. be like, there it is. So now it's like, if anybody's gonna kind of get into a conversation with me or something, I could be like, refer to the tutorial, <laughs> you know? You're just handing out QR you know codes. Yeah. I feel like the email was a good idea, but you could probably get like a mailing list and just actually send it to people on paper. I think you should do that written out <laughs> what hand, hand handwritten i'm just saying just to get it to a broader audience yeah, also if you guys realize if you t if you take out the part so okay we're gonna find we're gonna get to okay. what an invert this is the thing though i the reason i feel like i have to just give a real quick sort of like a uh, outline of it so listeners have okay. are, are, are framed with it then we can then we're going to be efficiently moving forward okay. so <laughs> here we go here's what it is right so the first part is background and context okay so in that uh it explains what uh what actual government we have which is an inverted totalitarian state which alex is going to tell us all about while fucking mike does whatever the fuck mike's been fucking doing you know he, he had access to the content at least a day or two before alex it's fine put a pin in it uh next is the uh the i have a baby yeah oh <laughs> alex is living the ideal life of a, a a gay man with he and his partner both fight for bottom so all he has time to do is just read 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 <laughs> And he was already in this rabbit hole to begin with. <laughs> As I said, Alex knows more about the. Yes, he does. Time. All right, you got a baby. All right. So then the next part is that. Okay. So then, the, then the next part talks about the consolidation of corporate media. Some of y'all may know about that, but it's pretty fucking galling. It's crazy. Uh, so basically, that's just to understand what's going on. First, what form of government we have, and how this grotesque uh, consolidation of uh, of media outlets has happened okay so that is basically the background you need to know then i just give examples 
uh, oftentimes via comedy video, you're welcome, of uh, propaganda uh, instances, overt, grotesque uh, ones, across the left-right uh, spectrum of media outlets. We're talking, you know, Fox News all the way through NPR, you know, right to left, uh, including New York Times, etc., including the social media sites, including YouTube, all of it, including fucking Vice News, the cool kid anti-establishment news outlet that, may, meanwhile, you know, reinforces State Department fucking neoliberal policies and warmongering uh, policies. You know, even NPR, very, very, uh, eye-opening things about them okay then the next section explains about how government-made propaganda can now legally be broadcast to Americans and how laws have changed in 2012 2013 for that to happening and how that was an Obama era legislation that went through but then when that meme was going around Facebook uh, the Facebook fact checkers did a manipulative sort of assessment of it so they could say that it was false and it turned out those fact checkers were the Associated Press whoa one of the main news wires globally alright um, so that's that section <laughs> then there's more in there and then there's there's this really great pushback tactic that we can get into about how we can, in a fun, creative way, uh, push back against this. So that's the whole thing, right? So it looks really long because after that, I put all of these non-corporate news outlets just so we can have an option at a better uh, media diet, right? Which I was really thankful for because I realized that both Fox and CNN are going to be pushing their viewpoints so to have this resource at my fingertips was wonderful so i really like that Thank that's you. awesome john real quick tell people exactly how they can get to this okay yeah all you got to do is go to jfodnews.com yeah so f o d n e w s.com so yeah if you guys go to if you guys want to kind of like jump on this now and then go through it as uh as we talk about it all you got to do is go to jfodnews.com and it looks like you're gonna have to scroll down to the the newsletter the the second to most recent newsletter entitled how to break your corporate propaganda echo chamber rusty cajun run then you're going to have to scroll past episode 18, my former bipolar two alcoholic roommate. Then past my interview with Mark Maurer, the head of the sentencing project. He's been fighting for uh, criminal justice reform for 40 years. Then you'll get down to a graphic where you see me behind a cage and you'll see uh, flames and the words in front of it will say how to break your corporate propaganda, echo chamber, rush the cage and run. And then you'll be right there, you know. So it's just six simple steps. <laughs> That's just to find it. Just, just to find All right. It. So then, basically, it's I a number. I would also just, just as a, just as a general rule, just block off some time and smoke <laughs> some weed, get a snack. Yeah. Because <laughs> you got to get into it. I, if you I, have a nine to five, take the day off. I would. Yeah. Su take I would suggest. I would suggest an edible. I think. Sure. I think an edible would be would be great. Like a low low dose edible, not not anything crazy. Sure. Don't have a baby. <laughs> and then that's what Mike it. goes. Uh, do you have a baby? He's adorable and I love him. 
It's true. Look at Mike. If you guys can't see it, but Mike's got this adorable smirk on his face. Just, like he's just doting. He's, he's a doting cute. daddy. A and it's a beautiful thing. Really super cute. So anyway, anyway there's other stuff, anyway. but we'll get anyway. So then basically then I provide a number of non-corporate outlets, whether it be YouTube channels, whether it be uh, online uh, uh, print outlets, uh, whatever, online outlets, and then online publications, or whether it be podcasts. Then there's some bonus sections. There's bonus section number one, zombie brain Russiagate deprogramming, Aaron Mate edition. No big deal. All you got to do is watch five videos in sequence to get three to four (laughs) years of brainwashing out of your head that I very efficiently and very specifically and purposefully organized. No big deal. Uh, The second one, America in denial, Gabor Mate on the psychology of Russiagate. That shit will fucking flip your lid. So these are YouTube videos and you get this whole... Like, basically, you could do a whole study, you know, and it would be a a decent class, actually, because there's video, there's written. But it's also pretty, like, you could get through it pretty pretty efficiently. But anyway, so anyway, then there's bonus section two about Americans' concentration crisis, meaning all the specifics about consolidation and monopoly power across many different industries. Generally hard to find this information, but a libertarian think tank actually paid a... uh, paid one of these research companies to get this information. Usually it's only corporations that pay for this stuff. It used to be public information until a law changed in the 80s under Reagan. And then, uh, but but these guys just fucking published it. So if I wasn't willing to extricate myself from the left-right divide and look in all of these different places, I wouldn't have found out about this. And it's amazing what it shows in terms of the consolidation uh, and what companies have what percentage of what in every different industry. So that's bonus section number two. Anyway, and then there's five PPPS sections, but don't worry about that. But uh, but uh, about media filters and about all sorts of stuff about about uh, about neoliberal multiculturalism, which is a left wing critique of identity politics, where it's like runaway identity politics with no class lunch, which is just what the fuck is that? It never ends. Uh, so it's basically oh saying one percent. It's okay if one percent of the population has ninety percent of the resources, as long as that one percent is properly diverse. As long as forty nine percent are women uh, of the one percent. As long as fourteen percent are African American. As long as you know ten percent are lgbtqia so it's basically it's basically the last corporate stance to pull in uh you know uh people of color and uh, gay people to be like we need to have this highly you know inequitable system but we're going to make sure that we can say black lives matter like the best meme i heard about what's going on was one there was a friend of mine from berlin sent me this it said every company right now and then it had like three doofusy looking guys and then it said, we used to be gay, but now we're black <laughs> because of how they succumb. They were like, we want to, you know, we're cool. With, we're cool with gay marriage. Yeah, yeah. Huh? We like a black people. <laughs> Fuck you. So anyway. Okay, so wait. So you two guys I want to ask you a question. When you were perusing this material, did anything pop up that you were like, oh, OK, I want to ask about this. Or I want to know why you chose this or whatever. I being what I considered quote unquote leftist um Mm -hmm. always kind of looked at cnn as the good guys but the very first video there showing how they were blatantly exploiting you know that little girl the girl and you know even at first i was like well but then when they showed her not having a basic understanding of English. And it was clear that she was reading something written phonetically off camera. I was like, Oh yeah. Mm. 
This and then on top of that, the amount of like Time Magazine, you know, and that she was listed as one of the most influential people under thirty or whatever it on was. The internet, where yeah. I was just like, holy shit! Like people just pick this story that I'm guessing was probably picked apart really quickly and we're just like you're yeah, not going to look at that this is an interesting story hmm. look at this poor refugee girl you know wanting world war three she <laughs> got a book deal from simon and schuster yeah, yeah. this is the bana alabed affair you guys look it up all you got to do if you want to find this one just type in oops cnn and then just <laughs> scroll down a couple you'll find my video but uh but yeah here's the here's the part of that so basically for those of you listening the uh, this this girl, this young girl, Bana Alabed, was basically used as a psychological operation by uh, mainstream media outlets to pull out the heartstrings of the American public to have us be okay with the regime change war in Syria. She's this telegenic girl who's talking about how you know we need to go in there and overthrow Bashar al-Assad and all of this sort of stuff. Uh, you know, leaving out the very inconvenient reality that if we uh, did that, the people that would fill that gap of power absolutely would be some form of ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Al-Nusra or something like that. Which, by the way, another inconvenient fact, we had been for years funding and fucking training to fight against uh, Bashar al-Assad and arming, uh, which is really fucked up because, you know, Al-Qaeda, uh, you know, did 9-11 and ISIS is our enemy and all that sort of stuff, right? Uh, so what's so it's super fucked up that this girl has a Twitter following with over 300,000 people, verified account, tweeting crazy ass shit that apparently she's tweeting but her mother manages the account, basically calling for a fucking World War III. Uh, Time Magazine named her one of the top 25 most influential people on the internet, I think it was in 2017. Um, and she uh, also got a book deal from Simon & Schuster and then cut to some years later, she's on stage at the... Uh, at the Grammys or something with Common, on stage with Common, they're basically turning her. She's going to become a fucking pop star, dude. She's a straight <laughs> up, you know, and here's here's the kicker. Her parents are in fucking Al-Nusra, which is Al-Qaeda in fucking Syria. Uh, her father was the head of a Sharia fucking court. That's not even in the segment, you know? <laughs> it's fucking nuts. Uh, but, uh, but... Yeah, but anyway, I think we've jumped the gun a little bit. So that's CNN, right? That's why, to me, yeah. CNN, honestly, to me, of all of them, per CNN is the most evil. Like, they're the most evil. They're just completely infiltrated by the intelligence community and by the war profiteers. That's it. They have them on air as their correspondents. Former heads of the fucking CIA and the NSA are on air, you know, intelligence experts... Uh, hello, you know, like that's not I, I'm not OK with professional liars being our fucking our, our most trusted name in news purveyors. It's reflexively insane. And I don't understand why we don't just reject it whole cloth. But we have to explain what an inverted totalitarian state is. <laughs> Alex, go. All right. Uh, so what I what, what I pulled from it um was the uh, explanation of the totali inverted totalitarian state is that in a traditional totalitarian state, the um, control of the masses happens at the street level while the um, government and the upper crust kind of still enjoy democracy, 
where in America we are experiencing the opposite, where democracy is still kind of living on the streets, but it's the government that is imposing the control on the masses. Did I did I get close? That's interesting. That's I mean that that very well may be accurate, but there's aspects of that which is not. I guess it's not exactly how I would explain it. I never thought of about where democracy still exists in an inverted totalitarian state. Because mm-hmm. you're right, there very well may be and are these pockets of democracy on a local level and stuff like that. Uh, but I guess, but I think you did nail it by saying it's it's not a traditional uh, totalitarian state where it's like a government that is oppressing every aspect of our life, like a strong state, like a militarized sort of state, even though we do have this, this militarized police, we have an inverted totalitarian state. Cause it's not a tradition, traditional state that is oppressing us. Uh, our, uh, corporations, big multinational corporations have taken over control of the powers of the state. They've mm-hmm. taken over control of the politicians who they pay for. Mm-hmm. They've largely captured the the courts, the judges, all that sort of stuff, who are basically all beneficial towards uh, business interests and stuff like that. So they're controlling so much of the the government that essentially there's no difference between the government and and we have a corporate government, you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, so that's what inverts the totalitarianism. I'm, yeah, I'm remembering that part of the article now. Um, Can you explain a little bit more about about how there's democracy at the lower level? So I, I think in the article they use the example of the Nazis where um, I guess it was like what the brown vests or, or brown jackets. Brown that, jackets, right? yeah. Uh, or they, brown shirts. Something, whatever. It was brown something. Yeah. Uh, one of them is a Firefly fan club. <laughs> yes. The <other> one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the Fireflies, they came in. <laughs> I don't want to disparage Nathan Fillion. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> but yeah, I think the, the example that I, I am remembering, and I might be remembering it half right or maybe completely wrong, but the example that that they give in the article was uh, in, in the uh, Nazi... Um, regime they had the the brown shirts on the streets intimidating people into um you know sort of conforming to what that party wanted um where the people the elites and the government and things like that still were kind of like separated from that where um here in the states currently on like a local level we still do have some democracy like we can there are still some legit elections that happen kind of like on a smaller scale yeah um but where the um federal government are the ones that are trying to kind of like impose their will on us mm-hmm. okay okay so that's yeah i mean that that makes sense i think an important aspect to understand is that we live under a corporate state and that a very very important component of that is the propagandistic mouthpiece of the corporate state, which is the mainstream media, which is the corporate media. And it's it's like a lot of us fall into having our our sort of version of it that we're like, oh, well, this is the good side and the mm-hmm. other side is the bad side. Yeah. That entire thing is a purposeful uh, divide and conquer tactic. Mm-hmm. And it's so well done uh, and it's necessary. The only way an inverted totalitarian state can exist is if we have a uh, a population 
that has a very low political IQ and is going to vote in their, you know, is going to shoot, is going to vote against their own best interest and is at each other's throats. And that is the uh, the purpose of the mainstream media. And that's what they do every day by spewing out the same news stories, but with purposefully highly antagonistic narratives mm. to really, really divide this country. Uh, and it sucks. Mm. Yeah. Is part of the problem with this being not reported on in the mainstream, even though... I keep going back to the movie Network, you know, from 1976. Yeah. Uh, Petty Chayefsky wrote it, Sidney Lumet. And, you know, the infamous speech that Ned Beatty gives. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the good guy. Uh, uh, Ned Beatty has the, uh, I just had it pulled up, but then I wanted to see what year Network came out. Okay. Um, <laughs> while you're looking it up, I'll say this. There's one other aspect of this thing where... What this guy Sheldon Wallen, this political scientist who wrote this book about inverted totalitarianism, of which in the tutorial here, there's an article that he wrote in The Nation back in 2003 that is very relevant today. Uh, he basically says in these sort of like, because everybody have really low political IQs by design, we can easily be manipulated this way or that. So in these early stages of any possible revolution, the idea of trying to violently overthrow the government, it's just not pragmatic because mm -hmm. things are not repressive enough that it calls for that. And even uh, even outside of that, we wouldn't be able to do it because of how militarized the police are, et cetera, mm -hmm. et cetera. But he said, like, literally in a time like this, uh, just telling the truth is a revolutionary act. Like mm -hmm. he reiterated that that sort of st that statement and that resonates with me because it's like wait the more that we know about shit the less we could be manipulated and then these problems go away because there are folks all up and down the line that are part of different systems that are playing out that don't know what the fuck is going on so, they don't know yep. what the fuck is you know so it's not I, like everybody's yeah. twirling their mustaches hold on yeah. so i just have to say that we're in michigan and that kind of people aren't repressed enough to kind of explode or do a physical act of aggression. But there was a, like a kidnapping attempt on our governor, <laughs> Gretchen Whitmer, and it was people who thought that she was oppressing them. And so it's trying to see through a lens of everybody. Everybody's trying to do their best i think that if that those guys probably they were doing a, what they considered a revolutionary act and her trying to keep things under wraps she probably thinks that's a revolutionary act so i think what is very interesting is how difficult it is to look through the eyes of someone and know mm why a million things had to happen for them to come to this particular mindset and believe this set of things over another set of things. And so, you know, I think it's so much more nuanced than because some, some marketing and some propaganda don't land on certain people because it's so clearly bullshit, mm. which reduces its power. It's artificial tribalism, though, like if believing in the left and the right. I, I found the quote. It's um, 
You're an old man who thinks in nation in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There are no Russians. There are yeah. no Arabs. There are no third worlds. There is no West. There is only one holistic system of systems, one vast and immane, interwoven, inter arc interacting multivariate multinational dominion of dollars petrodollars electrodollars multi-dollars reichmarks rins rubles pounds and shekels it's the international system of currency which determines the totality of life on this planet wait was so that it, from the tutorial no that's from <laughs> the 1976 from movie network and oh but why shit, I remember that. Were we getting because that's essentially what you're saying. There is no left, there is no right. It's the uh Davos, you know, it, it's yeah. all created by businesses. And why is it that that got pushed back in the last forty four years and you don't have entertainment mainstream entertainment telling people question what's going on question the story that's being told to you because even back then we still had abc nbc and cbs you know now we have the biggest difference is that we have 24-hour news cycles and the internet but you're right it's gotten worse it's fucking weird yeah, right it's why weird aren't there pockets in hollywood of maverick filmmakers or i mean i guess there was with redacted but well that's very it's not hollywood i mean yeah. it was like the show that we did in redacted tonight we could but never like entertainment could never be done towards you know i don't know everybody's sold out like nobody gives a fuck you know what i mean like the whole idea i remember and it's interesting because like you know it's not even something that he does with his shit but i remember him saying on one of his podcasts a couple of years ago Marin was like mark Marin was like when did it become like not cool to like call out corporations on shit? Like when did it become like not where it's at? And I remember and it's fine and there's a ton of talent there and I really like those people, but I found it interesting because when I was still when I was when I was starting off with Redacted and even though the years leading up to that was still kind of like the heyday of the nerd comic thing, nerd comedy right, yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, these people are very talented. It's very funny. But part of me was always like, why is this like, like, why is this where it's at? And people that are trying to like, f like fucking like make comedy like against like establishment scene is like, oh, it's so fucking preach. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I found that. I found that interesting. I think I think it's just I think we've been I think we've been conditioned. You know what I mean? I think that that the further consolidation of corporate power i don't know or i don't it's it's really hard to know it's like and maybe maybe that's the stuff that gets amplified you know what i mean because so much of the content that we take in or news we read is from those social media sites facebook has a 93 percent market share because it owns instagram which you guys would know from bonus section number two <laughs> in the uh, tutorial uh you know so you're dealing with with that consolidation netflix all of those sites they just they mostly show shit that is their in-house stuff or that, you know, that is they have some sort of partnership with. So that's a consolidation there. You know, it's like people have to really be in the know or make or take it upon themselves to to find this to find this stuff. You know, even so, YouTube, the YouTube so, algorithm, what it shows people. Yeah. Well, so I would say when we say sweeping statements like why doesn't anyone 
do art about this? Or why doesn't anyone make shows about this? I would say they do. Yeah, it's out there. I would say it's yeah, out there do, everywhere. Yeah, I, I, the think, I think yeah. Mike, I think Mike's question though is like, why isn't Hollywood more involved in this? Like, yeah, why, why, why don't we? Why don't we see this like at? Because Imagine that's not theater. their thing. Why isn't it's there a, a celebrity thing. endorsement? You can't just say of... it's just not their thing because they are humongous purveyors of the culture and they manipulate people's actions and they 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 are huge purveyors of the culture. And if you realize that they're 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 in un- infiltrated without Americans knowing by the intelligence community to fucking control us, you can't just say it's just not their thing. Right, but what I'm saying is you don't have to tune in to Hollywood. Yeah, of course, but it's ubiquitously spewed at us, and right, kids sure. grow up. It's, it's it's basically it's a it's a process of indoctrination that starts from people are young. Sure, there's no sure. like celebrity endorsement of like thenation.com or mintpressnews.com, and it <laughs> there is not, no. and it makes you like. Maybe that's are those voices it make it, silenced? No, I think or do they not just, exist? No, or or maybe those people don't want a Hollywood rep. Because that's not their thing. Like, what are you? Want, what are you talking about? Like, what I mean is, if I had a, like, if you had thenation.com, right, and you were trying to make this legit truth thing, and some big star was like, "Can I rep it? Can I?" Would you not feel a bit conflicted about? Well, that the nation's a complicated one because they got like one foot in, one foot out. But yeah. uh, right, but you probably maybe just wouldn't want. No, you'd want that amplified thing, but somebody wouldn't. They they don't step out like that. You know, they like it's also they don't know. You know what I mean? It's like people like a lot of celebrities and Hollywood actors like that. They don't know. Like they, it's like you said, Shelley. Like people are doing what they think is right. You and, know what I mean? And also, I kind of I get the feeling that like if a celebrity steps out that way without some kind of corporate donor behind them they lose those corporate donors right so like if brad pitt comes on and says hey you should read mint press news i kind of feel like people that would hire brad pitt maybe won't hire him anymore mm. you know because mint press news got slammed some years ago because they reported on one of the uh supposed chemical attacks that bashar al-assad did in syria yeah was actually didn't happen it was like uh was not done by the Assad regime and it's come out subsequently that yeah no it didn't happen like it's been thoroughly debunked but they got burned and slammed by all sorts of mainstream news outlets BuzzFeed attacked her my friend Manar Muharish a Palestinian American woman who runs this news outlet and pays her journalists really well out of Minnesota they tried to burn her entire thing to the fucking ground Um, yeah and that's a separate thing but it's like they're not a lot. Of, most people in Hollywood are corporate Democrats. They mm-hmm. really are. That's all they are. They they right now. If you notice, everybody is just saying, "Please, please, please." We know Biden's not your choice, or whatever. But please, please, please. The whole nine yards, and they're and I think they're just. I don't know if they know better or not, but I just find them at this point incredibly problematic, especially because my inset my assessment is that this pandemic is massively overblown, is being used as a system of control. Then, so now I see that whole thing, like I see that Paul Rudd video of to wear about wearing a mask in a totally different light. Like I don't see it as like. Oh, he's being like funny and charming and being like, yeah, just wear the fucking mask. And oh, his like his like, you know, his self-righteous yelling at everybody that wouldn't do it thing at the end. That's not like, you know, like, oh, wow, that's like that kind of like darkly funny. I'm like, no, all these people are just fucking tools. Mm. (laughs) And it sucks. It's like, you know, it sucks like fucking some of my comedy heroes. Go ahead. ahead. Oh, I just realized something very important. 
where my disconnect is with all this. I just realized that it's called, tell me the name of it again. How to, the full name, how to. How to escape your corporate propaganda echo chamber, Rusty Cajun run. You know, okay, it's a catchy okay. name when you have to look it up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have real problems remembering it. Right, yeah. right. So, so I think. You don't pay attention to any of this shit. Yeah. Which is good. Which is you know? great. So I'm realizing like when I do, my life sucks. Do yes. you know what I mean? And I'm realizing like the the there's a need for a tutorial and I understand it. The spirit because... in you is particularly free, Shelly. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, oh, it's because in order to be propaganded at, you have to be tuned in to certain amounts yes. of media. Well, guess what? And yeah. since I'm not tuned in very much, I'm like why does anybody give a shit what a celebrity thinks? Like, really? Well, that's, you're that's change? the correct. That's the correct attitude. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely the that right is attitude. the correct yes, attitude. If I could just Shelly Smith, everybody it would be fine. <laughs> I wouldn't even have to do comedy anymore. <laughs> but I, I can't just send an email with a picture of you smile. Oh, maybe I'd probably probably get more views. Well, so just so pick up I the calendar that, and have a different there you go. every month. Oh, you've got the calendar. I do have the calendar. That's adorable. I also have the calendar. Oh my God, Alex. <laughs> I, I don't know. Whatever. What, I don't know what calendar we're talking about. But I'll tell you though. Anyway, but but so listen my to point this. Is, is it has to be, I just realized like, oh, my disconnect is that you have to be tuned into corporate propaganda even passively, even like you have to go to a grocery store fairly often or mm. you have to go to listen to a certain amount of media. And I just am usually in like <laughs> Lala Shelley yeah. land. I mean, even like social top 40 media. music, you know, forget like forget about it. You're in social media, though. A that was bit. my that was but like I, on my you can pick like on Instagram. It's mostly like ballet dancers and yeah. babies. And, <laughs> you know? and I should have Dogs stayed away from Facebook and maybe looked at. Instagram maybe more and just I could have looked at cat pictures, but <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I'll tell you, it's it's changed. Yeah, you I can mean, block people, just block people. I yeah, I, I do, but then I, but Facebook wants me to be on spending time blocking people. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. I, I mean, okay. what I'm gonna say, Shelly, is a lot of people do pay attention to this shit. Yes, they're yes, sucked in. They're not as just you know recklessly off the grid as you are you know what i mean just fucking flailing around with no insight into a goddamn thing you know what i mean I'm just <laughs> i've gotta say if you're listening and that sounds good to you just text me <laughs> got a job for you we'll hang out well basically what i want everybody to do is internalize all this and be like oh i should just be like shelly <laughs> Which is probably better than where I was at being <laughs> ill-informed and still soapboxing and causing more of the problem. You were alpha sheeping. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> when you said alpha sheep earlier, I don't remember if it was on here or on our show. Um, I think it was on here. Okay, but yeah, I, I'm totally guilty of being an alpha sheep. Comedians, we are we feel very outspokenly confident about shit we sometimes don't know a lot about. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You were starting we to say do. some of your peers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of my Sorry. comedy heroes have fucking really disappointed me. It yeah. sucks. The one that sucks the most is, and I think uh, so much of the work he does is great. And I know him a little bit, and he's a sweetheart. Uh, but when it comes to foreign policy stuff, I think he is way more insidious than anything coming out of Fox News uh, is John Oliver. Uh, for example, he covered Venezuela 
And oh my God, it was just like a State Department talking point propagandistic disaster. Wait, hmm. last week tonight with John Oliver? Yes. Oh, I like him. Well, yeah, there you go. See, exactly. <laughs> That's perfectly. I like him too. Did I not just say, I think he's brilliant and yeah. I like him? You know what I mean? I'm oh, sorry, Sean. Yeah, you know, so, I just want to put my feet so this is. Okay, uh, so this is the thing, is that he, so basically for his show to put forth this awful propagandistic, you know, fuck Venezuela, we got to do a regime change there. Obviously, you know, they have the world's largest reserves reserves of oil. Obviously, mm. we want to get like a, you know, a right wing neoliberal government in there that'll let us do what we want with their fucking resources. Um, so basically the the piece that he put together was very very well done to get millions upon millions of people who would design the, define themselves as liberals or leftists or progressives on board for if not regime change uh then at least sanctions or whatever sort of shit we have to do and sanctions just hurts people people die because of sanctions mm-hmm. uh so basically my friend uh, Mike Preisner, who's a journalist, uh, he does a lot of work alongside his partner, Abby Martin. They do this show called The Empire Files. They've been down to Caracas multiple times reporting uh, over the years on what's really going on in that country, in that, uh, you know, in those protests and stuff like that. And he uh, made a rebuttal video to John Oliver's video where point by point he pointed out how misleading and deceptive uh, this thing was, including towards the top, one of the first quote reveals that the last week tonight segment shows uses those ellipses, like dot, dot, dots to shorten a quote. So then uh, Mike went and looked at what the original quote was and what it took out drastically changed the meaning. For example, the what the quote that you'd see on last week tonight says something to the effect of, Oh, look, Maduro, who's the president of Venezuela, only has a support of 20% of the population, right? Which sounds low, because it is. But the actual quote was, he has has core support by 20% of the population, meaning that that 20% is actively trying to get him elected. The actual support that he has is drastically higher than that. So the words that were taken out distorted the quote to fit the narrative. So so core support would basically be like people part of his campaign out there like trying to get people to vote. Active party members, yes. Right. And yes. So like that's not counting people like me who are just people. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so, his Pilates instructor is also core support. <laughs> ah, very good, Shelley. Very good. See you guys, course just be support. like Shelley. You know what I mean? <laughs> But anyway, so he did a rebuttal video point by point and I showed it to some of my friends and after they watched it, they were like, holy fuck. And I'm starting to see that with his foreign policy stuff, the way that he talks about China. He called China, he said, because of how apparently the uh, the Uyghur population is being treated in China. They're saying that between one in three million uh, Muslim Chinese are being kept in concentration camps in China. Uh, I have friends who have covered that story in depth that's not what's happening. And the, re- the way that they got that number of between one and three million is they sent somebody who is basically like a, some sort of like, I don't know, some sort of anti some, some sort of anti China organization went there, interviewed people in the region. Uh, you ready for this? They interviewed eight people 
And it turned out one of them said they'd been detained. And then they said, okay, well, that's one out of eight. There's 20 million people in the region. So we're going to extrapolate that it's between one and three million. That's how they got the fucking number. I know it sounds insane. That's how they got the fucking number. Oh, no, I I believe that. I'll just give you a weird little example of... Let me just finish the one sentence and then I'll do it. So basically, you hear that and then you got John Oliver saying, you know, literally saying China what they're doing it's like nazi germany concentration camps and you got him saying that to the liberal class and i know for a fact that our foreign policy is containment of russia and china and in order for that containment to happen you have to have an american public enough of the people compliant for us to do our fucked up shit we need to do to those countries. And John Oliver, to me, in that instance, is way more insidious. Do I think he's twirling his mustache and high-fiving high fiving Mike Pompeo? No, but it's still fucking happening. I don't care as much about motives. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care about motives. I care about what's actually happening. Mm. Well, I'll just give you, a, like, a perspective. Is is that crazy, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the um, whenever, I always wanted whenever, to be the comedian that, you know, takes down John Oliver on a podcast. Yeah, he's really, yeah. You know, well, a it, hero when, of mine who's like in my field. Also, here's what it is. Well, he's in I the, was supposed uh, to open for him at a bunch of shows at the Kennedy Center and he didn't fucking take me. So now this is what he gets. Could you imagine oh, if it was God. all just that petty? Yes, you know? yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, I have to tell you Go about, ahead, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I have to tell you about numbers in the news. It was I was very young, I think, when I realized that polls show that this many Americans and polls show and yeah. divorced women act like this and <laughs> white women act like this. And I'm like, why would I believe any of this shit? <laughs> no one that I ever have known has ever filled out a fucking survey. Yeah. Been like, polled, yeah. Been polled. Yeah. <laughs> They've never been polled, poor things. I was... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, but my point... So, point one is once that dawned on me, late 20s, whatever, I was like, oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? I have yet... You can be in a room full of people, a comedian, and go, tell me who's been part of a political poll. Like, unless it's you're running out and somebody goes, did you vote? Or whatever. Like, it's kind of bullshit. And you're like... Who is part of this poll that they're spouting every day? I don't believe a single thing about it. I, the other thing, hold on a second, one more thing, is that, um, shit, I'm too stoned, I think I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have won. It was so That happens good. on Reason Week. I just want to so I, I yeah. uh, interject one thing, yeah. uh, unrelated to, to, to sure. that, but um, just to loop Let back a little bit, last week tonight is in the non-corporate section, non-corporate media section. With the stipulation of except for Venezuela, just want the, oh, just want the listeners. Oh, yeah. Just want the listeners to. to I put it in there. That. I will tell you this. I was nervous <laughs> to put it in there. I was actually nervous to put it in there. So I really hedged. I was like, yeah, I specifically wanted to put it in there, but I was That's nervous. That's gracious of you, John. What? <laughs> That's gracious of you. Okay. The other but thing- also, here's the thing. John Oliver's on my email list, and I can check. He's opened all my emails, including this one twice. I don't know if he got down to this section. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But I was scared. Like I was like, what am I doing? But but I realized, I was like, wait, no, this whole situation is really hurting people. This is hurting people in other countries, mm-hmm. and I'm going to fucking do it. And I was like, you know, is there any way for me to feel more self-important about my email blast <laughs> that no one asked me to do. Well, okay. And so I don't know if there is. I don't know if there's this is in your tutorial, but if someone's trying to break out of their rusty propaganda cage and numbers is something that we've already talked a little bit about inflated COVID numbers. At least I think we have, but 
maybe that was in the other podcast, but I had a friend who his father was in, remember early, there was like no COVID cases in any small kind of Michigan town. Mm -hmm. There was just none, right? There'd be like a ton in Detroit and none up in Cadillac or whatever. And then this friend of mine's dad went to the pharmacy a couple of times to pick up his meds. And suddenly this alarm on his phone went off saying like, you know, you it was like they they were tracking every visit to that Walgreens mm-hmm. as like a getting tested for COVID thing. Yeah. The 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 thing was messed up, right? The the notifications yeah, yeah. were messed up. And so all of a sudden all these people were like, Whoa, in this small town in northern yeah. Michigan, there's forty five new cases. But most of them were like a something like a Walgreens messed up notification system wasn't it was very confusing it isn't that an app that you have to install on your phone the, i don't know on the apple phones it was part of an update an uh, ios update okay a covid some, tracker okay but, it was something about checking in at walgreens yeah they made it to where checking in at walgreens just for this little span of time meant that you were like getting a covid test or something they linked it to, i don't know what well this exactly. is super interesting we can talk about it okay but I just want you to know this is a very reeds and weeds thing because it is a fucking tangent and a half. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Well, I'm just, my what were you going to say, Mike? I yes. have two points. Yeah. Okay. Um, first, <laughs> polling doesn't mean anything because if you Nothing. poll, like if if Fox is like, we polled 100 people and they say they're going to vote for Trump. Well, they polled 100 of their sure. viewers. Yeah, and CNN can poll 100 people and they're going to vote for Biden. They're polling their audience that so mm-hmm. polls mean absolutely nothing right i did uh i worked in radio sales and did a lot of polling at the beginning and just seeing how you can distort numbers in order to tell your story of course. is really gross and then the second point i wanted to make was the truth cast has between one and three million uh downloads per week Mm-hmm. It's closer to 500, but it is between <laughs> one and three million. Wow. Yeah. It's between, well, I, t- to be fair, it's between 400 and 1.3 million. It's somewhere in between yeah. those two numbers. That's amazing. Well, wow. if you say one and three million, it sounds like I'm saying one million or three million. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's actually, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so troubling. Yeah. And we, there's yeah, a weird thing with polls, too, where we do this thing where even when we're like, oh, yeah, polls are bullshit, whatever. But then if a poll comes out that reinforces a point of view that we want to have, we're like, look at that poll. But then if it's one that doesn't, we're like, polls are, you know, we don't follow right. polls. <laughs> yeah. It's very strange. People do that all I, the time. Yeah. Having done, I've never been in the habit of believing polls just because of Mm-mm. seeing how I could manipulate polls in order to get camel cigarettes to advertise on young country or whatever where yeah, i'm like yeah. wow, no if you look like we are so the number fun. one radio station with smokers between the age of, male smokers <laughs> between the ages of 18 and 22 yeah polls can be manipulated yeah. polish people you can just tell them whatever <laughs> <laughs> well i mean according to it back at old school polish nice, people joke you don't hear nice. those anymore yeah yeah i mean gay lawnmower mike is polish by the way <laughs> Oh, that's why he's projecting. Yeah. But anyway, we were going to say, Alex? I was going to say I've been conditioned by all those jokes to believe that. Ah, nice. I like (laughs) it. Uh, But anyway, 
I mean, are we gonna really? We're gonna talk about contact tracing now? You know, I mean, because it's no, like no, no, because that's I, my, like that. That whole little thing was just to say. Yeah, I was just curious, like, because I didn't, I don't have it on my phone. I just didn't know how that worked. Well, you know? I know how it works, and it's fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't have an iPhone, right? Yeah. No, I, I have an. Whatever. Android. Okay, so Apple and Google collaborated on this sort of thing to make sure that these contact tracing apps would work across platforms. Anytime Apple and Google are getting together for fucking <laughs> yeah. something, you know what I mean? Like. So, but basically what sucks about these sort of things is that they go, okay, it's all, it's voluntary, it's voluntary, it's voluntary. But then it's the sort of thing where if you don't do it, restrictions start coming into place. For example, Mm -hmm. in India, there's a contact tracing app that they said people don't have to download it. But, oh, if you don't download it, you can't go to work. (laughs) You know, so 50 million people downloaded it. What we have now is a thing where our operating system updates have then, first it just, first there was an operating update that allowed phones to be enabled to have that capability for the apps then the next one put it on but in like an off capacity so you have to you have to turn it on Mm -hmm. but here's how it works if you have yours on and then someone else has theirs on they get a positive test then they click the button like bing bing then everybody else who has the thing on that was in within you know uh you know six feet of you for more than 10 minutes or something like that they get a notification, bing, bing, you've been in contact with somebody who is positive. Mm-hmm. You need to quarantine. You should get tested. You're going to get a call from a contact tracer, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, oh, it's the sort of thing where, you know what? Mm, you're going to have to now self-quarantine for 14 days. Oh, you just got out. You went to a restaurant. Bing, you got another one. And it's like all of this stuff in the saying, like, this is going to help, you know, flatten the curve and get rid of the virus. If you realize that it's like, hold on a second. This thing is massively overblown in terms of numbers. Upwards of 80% of people that have a positive result have no symptoms or or mild symptoms. Why are we doing all of this? <laughs> what the fuck? There is a disconnect, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, and that disconnect is able to be, uh, you know, can you know, continue to be pushed upon us because of uh, the corporate media. That's how they can get away with it. They can scare the shit out of us. If we turned on MSNBC or CNN right now, it would it would sound like a hellscape is happening. <laughs> Shelly, you don't pay attention to this stuff, but basically, it would be a hellscape. It would. They basically are like more cases than ever. Europe is overwrought. You know. I mean, think about. It. We were talking about this on the way here, Shelly. Like the parallel like universes that people live in right now at the University of Michigan. Uh, yesterday, they just said there is a there is a there is a stay at home order, uh, you know, like a, a stay in place order for all University of Michigan students. Conveniently, the football game's still on. Oh, good. I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, there you go. But how crazy is that, Mike? There's a second wave now at U of M. All of these kids, we're like, we're within the fucking same town working out on a fucking farm. Get the fuck out of here. It's like, it's yeah, it's, it's fucking crazy. insane. And it's like, I didn't know about that. You didn't know. I only know about that because my uncle sent me the article, right? Oh, yeah. You would have never known that. No. And I wouldn't have either. So it's like, so many of our problems would go away if we would just realize that they're just not even fucking real. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. real. So so I have to, I'm going to give us a little time check here. I'm going to say in the next 15 minutes, we'll like wrap it up, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, is that okay with you guys? Yeah. 15 yeah. minutes? Yeah. Okay, so I want you to think of like, so listeners, 
if you are a person who finds yourself, and I have plenty of friends like this who find themselves inundated, like they're talking with their parents, they're battling with relatives on Facebook, they, they feel like they don't know what to do about the coronavirus or their job or anything, and they're being messaged out the ass through every outlet, right? This is the tutorial for you because what John is doing is trying to say like, hey, um, it's not like all, it's funny because he's a comedian, he's a reporter and he's done the work, but it's more about like how to, I guess, shake the scales off your eyes so that you can, the reason why it doesn't bother me, I do listen to it though. You know what I mean? I do listen to the news a little bit, but I feel like it's just so obviously bullshit. It just doesn't worry me that much. You know, it's like I've been in enough situations, either government averse or wealth, government adjacent or wealth adjacent where I'm like, Oh, that's a house of cards. You know, it's a shambles. It's not as powerful as it thinks it is, which in my mind makes it not powerful at all. So I do know it's there. I just think it's a choice to tune into it or not. So, but I, I, yeah. I think for me, because I used to believe that I was somewhat of a critical thinker, but I think what happened is, and maybe this is why I'm so fixated on stuff like the Marvel movies turning us into babies is the fact that I got hung up on the notion of there being good guys and bad guys. And I just don't think I it's not I don't think I know now that it is not as simple as left and right, good oh, guys, bad sure. guys. And when you're just constantly fed that mm -hmm. through Facebook and, you know, movies and the news it's easy to lose sight of, you know, like network is a movie that I love mm -hmm. and, you know, was able to pull up that Ned Beatty speech. It's, you know, it's a movie from 1976. I didn't watch it when I was four years old, but mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's definitely something that I've realized. And I've even joked about on the truth cast, um, we always joke that uh, we don't live in the United States of America. We live in the United States of Apple, mm. which is basically the truth, except for we live in the United States of Google. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but, but it is easy to get caught up in the notion of good guys and bad guys. I'm part of the good guys. The people who don't mm -hmm. agree with me are bad guys. And then it's creating this tribalism and. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's by, that's by design, but like, don't, I don't think any, any of us should feel, like, you know, bad about it being like, oh, I got, you know, I got messed with. Like, I'm not critically thinking the way I thought I was. It's like mm -hmm. what needs to be understood. And this is hard for us to internalize is that we live in America. We live in the most sophisticated propaganda system mm -hmm. on the planet in the history of the fucking world. There are places that are more repressive but they know they're not getting the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, people in Russia and China know that they're not getting mm -hmm. the information. Here, we think we have the freest access to it. We think mm -hmm. that we are free from this shit. And we are 
ubiquitously propagandized to, and it's not just through the media, mm-hmm. it's massively throughout the entertainment industry as well. So to break through it is a constant process. It's somewhat of a Herculean endeavor. You have to actually have the luxury of the the time to do it. Uh, but when folks do do it, it's worthwhile to look at some of the stuff they're they're you know putting out there because th- that uh you know that can definitely save you some time. Um, mm-hmm. But it just really needs to be understood that I've I'm still I'm still learning more stuff all the time. You know, I, I've had my political worldview somewhat shattered within the past six months Mm -hmm. after being somebody who's professionally looked at this shit for a long time. So there's just a number of layers. So basically this, this tutorial here is if you want, if you're somebody who still looks to NPR and thinks like, Oh, I'll get my news from NPR. And this is not going to say that any of these news channels, any of them across the board, Fox through uh, NPR, that there's nothing to be learned for them. And it's like, they are total telling total lies all the time. It's just understanding uh, their agenda, their manipulation and, and freeing yourself from that and taking in a healthier media diet. And then, or at least being able to then go back and look at those outlets, but understand what they're doing so you don't get manipulated by them. You can just watch them and be like, oh, that's what's happening. Oh, that's how they're emotionally dysregulating particular echo chambers of Americans right now. Okay, good to know. Let's move on to some real fucking news. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in that, it's worthwhile to take, you know, a, a couple of sessions and read through some of this stuff that's all yeah it, <laughs> and especially with thanksgiving coming up and people are going to be around family <laughs> and you're going to have uncles and that you Send don't it agree to all with of them <laughs> well the nice thing is whether or not you identify as a liberal or a conservative it's going to make you realize the tutorial that john has put together will make you realize that you are part of a tribe that does not exist yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. you don't need to fight with your uncle because you are both in gangs that are as real as the you know jets and the sharks. Yeah, they're not real. They're 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 fictional constructs, and we can all get together. We can mm-hmm. all love each other, it, and we all need to push back against the yeah. fucking World Economic Forum <laughs> and the fucking Davos crew and fucking five G and Event yeah. two hundred one and the fucking. You know, the fucking and this Corona nonsense. We all have to realize <laughs> that they are ushering in fucking techno fascism on the fucking backs of a fucking pandemic, son, <laughs> a scamdemic, if you will, son. And, you know, you're right, Mike. It yeah. is a scamdemic. You're right. It's, you're right. These vaccines are fucking hurting children. You're right. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're coming with a fire tonight, Mike. With these, it with is these okay to. You're right. Disagree. RBG got murdered, died on the fucking first night of Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, right. She's been on ice since March. You're right, Mike. <laughs> She's not, yeah. I, I think I, I think what you said earlier about RBG and JFK Jr. coming back to take <laughs> to take the government back. I think that was like that yeah. was on point. But what's important too is <laughs> you were talking about um, you know what do you do in these situations and. Um, it's okay to disagree with people. Like yeah. I, I'm just trying to regulate myself. I don't agree 100% with everything that's been said. I have my mask 
around my neck because mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. wear my mask. I'm one of four people in an office of 20 yeah. wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it's bullshit. Maybe it isn't, you know, compelling arguments. Yeah. Both oh, yeah. sides. But I don't know for sure. I'm yeah. not a scientist. And, sure. you know, I, I understand, you know, that I've been manipulated into believing a certain narrative. Mm-hmm. I can't break myself of that, nor do I want to risk it because I take care of a 75-year-old mom who has yeah. asthma. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, is a cancer survivor. And I, yeah, I have yeah. a baby. And yeah. if having a mask on does nothing, then so what? I'm wearing a, a fucking Silence of the Lambs mask. Sure. And... People think I'm a cop. Did Angie make you know. that? Mm-mm, I, uh, I got that. And it's no, hard to I'm, argue with that. I yeah. want to so fucking bad, but it, <laughs> it's hard. You know what I mean? And I respect it. Yeah. And right. I, I genuinely do respect it. I it just it, it bothers me so much because I I think I feel like I feel like you're being manipulated. Mm-hmm. And I know, I, I know, and I I very well may be. But it's like, but you're being manipulated. It's like. It's making it harder for you to fucking breathe. It's not protecting them. And it's making us all look at each other like we're disease bags. It's making us more isolated. It's making us more tribal. And they're going to keep it for fucking ever, you know, until we push back. Yeah. Because Fauci's already said just because a vaccine comes doesn't mean we can stop wearing masks and social distancing. Mm. Why? You know what I mean? So it's like I, I I respect it and it's like and then when I hear people say like, well, I lost so and so and so and so people, what am I gonna say? Like, I'm very sorry for your loss. I'm not convinced they died of that. Right. So I'm being right. sh- I'm Without, being yeah. I'm being emotionally terrorized into mm-hmm. not into into acquiescing to fucking authoritarianism out of other people's fear. Yeah. But I yeah. think the key is to not and I had to put myself in check on this. I need to not look at my coworkers as 16 disease bags not wearing masks. They right. could be they could be right. I could be right. I don't know. Right, right. But I'm not gonna look down on them and I'm not gonna hate them and I'm not gonna be afraid of them. And I feel like that mutual respect is going both ways where they're not looking at me saying, hey, you know, I think that's huge. Yeah. Because there is they're that saying, thing. They're saying, hey, mask face. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you that's huge. Like because lawnmower in the mask. Dude, that is yeah. a huge system of, div- that is another left-right divide wedge issue. Yeah. Exactly. And that has been manufactured by the fucking media as well, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yep. And, you know, and then you can, as your deciding factor, you can, the fact that I'm of the sort of, the, the left-right divide that should be in the, you know, fuck these non-maskers and I've transcended it, then you should just agree with me and let go of your opinion, you know? Yeah. I'm supposed to make well, you laugh. That made nobody laugh. <laughs> what the fuck? But, you know, but there's you're a, right. Hold on a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start wrapping up here. Okay. Start wrapping up here because we could talk forever, you know? We could okay. talk forever. There's too much to talk about. But you're right, Mike. But also, I think it's really cool to not look at you, we've been we've been socially engineered to think that anyone that doesn't want to wear a mask is a fucking selfish freak. Yep, and that's just not the fucking case. I think the key is to watch any movie made before 1977, which, as much as I love Star Wars, <laughs> it really mainstreamed the idea of good guys and bad guys, and just look at, the, you know, the world doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know, when my dad died. 
I went to a grief counselor and because one of the last conversations I had with my dad was my brother and I went into the hospital because we kept hoping for that magic conversation Mm -hmm. that he was going to say, I understand you guys and I respect you guys. But he looked at us and he he looked at my brother who is, you know, successful financially Mm -hmm. and said, Brian, I'm proud of you. Mike, I'm sorry. And the grief counselor said, so you were hoping for this magic conversation where your dad was going to say, hey, I respect you taking this leap of faith and moving to Hollywood and everything. Those conversations only happen in movies. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, people go to the bedside of dying loved ones, uncles, hoping they'll say, I'm sorry for something I did. Right. What would make you think they would say something sorry? They, he would say something he was sorry for something he didn't do by saying that he respected you. Yeah. You know, and you got to get, got to lose the fact, lose the notion that movies are real life because they're not. And as someone who's written screenplays, you know, they're fun to write because you can wrap everything up in a hundred pages, but that's not how real life works. And real life doesn't mean there's good guys and bad guys. People can disagree with you and be lovely people. Right. And it's messy and you can still be happy. So here's something. That being said, there are some bad guys and that is the World Economic Forum (laughs) and that is Event 201 and look it up in 5G. So I'm going to go around and have everybody say how we can find, this has been super fun and I was exhausted and it was wonderful to have all these people in my house and uh and it's been wonderful keep you it guys. together you're I wrapping know. it up um, Jeez, <laughs> you guys. You're oh my god no i was just gonna say you act say, like you work on a farm all day no say um <laughs> and then smoked a whole bunch truth, of bowls truth cast say give me all your tags and okay. social media stuff uh, is what i'm trying to get to alex and i together have the truth cast truth and then cast? individually i do uh, you made me watch with my wife where we are uh, 11 years apart because I'm also Allison. a Z-level celebrity. Z-level. So I'm able to pull in uh, some some fresh young tail. <laughs> and uh, so uh, oh we my. make each other watch a movie that the other one has never seen before. And then we kind of sit and talk about it. And it's a nice Aww. distraction. And lets you know that you can disagree with people about movies and still love each other very much. Aw, okay. Uh, Alex, Alex? Uh, I have a separate podcast called the Burt Selleck Podcast, which feeds into all of the mania. Um, I like to call it the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia of podcasts, because all we do is bicker and bring each other down. Great. But Truthcast is the main thing that has between one and three million downloads. Yes, yes, yes. Perfect, perfect. And Jennifer Donnell, give them all your tags and how they can find you. I got some podcast. If you still got room on your podcast (laughs) menu for some more. After uh, Reads and Weeds and uh, the Truthcast and the except uh, other ones, <laughs> I too have Bert some Selleck. podcasts. Uh, mine's called Take Your Pills Psychopath, where we use comedy to uh, destigmatize a mental illness. Yes, I'm a hero. Um, <laughs> and then there's a side podcast called The Crazy Pill. Uh, which is where I, I interview a bunch of my uh, independent journalist friends who like we talk about uh, crazy, interesting political stuff. And I always check in with them how they're doing uh, mentally as well. That's called the crazy pill. And you can find those in all the podcast places. 
And join this newsletter, jfodnews.com. Uh, Absolutely. You can look into this uh, yeah. this tutorial. Well, a lot of them are just like every every um, edition has, you know, some information about an access to a podcast, the artwork, and then a new uh, video. I've either put up a new one or one that I've ripped from YouTube and re-uploaded to my YouTube from Redacted Tonight. And then there's extra stories I write out about crazy shit I've been through. So it's the best way to stay connected. And it gives me this little dopamine charge when I check my email and it says a new person has joined that. And I really <laughs> try to stay away from social media. So I need Where that one. The joining that. It on the website. Oh my God, we're going to get a dopamine charge in there. real oh, time. Join it right now, you guys. Go to jfodnews.com. Oh it should be right there. It should be subscribed. And then, and put then in your email. immediately after that, check in with JFod to see how he's handling all the dopamine that's happening. Because we yeah, don't want give me my little, be... give me my little dopamine cookies, y'all. <laughs> I ain't go on social media too much no more because yeah. I fucking hate it. I'm trying to get off completely. For sure. Oh, okay. Because I went to the link that you sent directly. But yep, it is right there if you go to jfodnews.com. Yeah, it's and it I'm Shelly Smith. And just sign up for free, whatever. I'm Shelly Smith. This has been Reeds and Weeds, and. Um, yeah, we want to talk to you about whatever you're reading. We want you to keep learning. And even if you don't read a book a week or <laughs> three hours of tutorials, then uh, do something. Feed your head and uh, keep playing with magical plants. And we'll talk to you next <laughs> and time. And shout Bye. out to our friend Angie May. And who shout is out to our friend Angie May. One of the most lovely, wonderful, Angie. compassionate, and also People to know. Alliston, the quote unquote young piece of tail that Mike yeah. referred to earlier. So yeah. And Keith. <laughs> Alex's old piece of tail. And Keith, Alex's <laughs> old piece of tail. That sounds so flattering. It's so <laughs> yeah. flattering. Hashtag old piece of tail. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.